Welcome to Authentic Alchemy, the place where we tap into infinite possibilities and attract your deepest desires. I am your host, Emily Burke, and if you have found yourself here, congratulations. You've just taken a step towards your next up level and expansion. On this show, we dive into all things manifestation, shadow work, spirituality, personal growth, and creating your most authentically you dream life. Well done for choosing you by pressing play today. Now let's begin. Hello, my beautiful listeners. Oh my gosh, do I have a delicious episode for you today. I got the chance to speak to Rachel Pecora, who is a licensed massage therapist and advanced myofascial release therapist. And we talked all things chronic pain. Now, whether or not you've experienced chronic pain before, you know someone who's experienced chronic pain, or you just have some form of like long-term health issues or, or like a pattern with your health, this is such a valuable, valuable episode to listen to. We dive into like all of the not so talked about causes of chronic pain, uh, the, the reasons these um, things can come up and how to move through them, how to create a life without chronic pain, which if you've ever experienced intense pain before, chronic pain, chronic illness of any kind, you've maybe been told that that's just the way life is going to be forever. And Rachel really gives us a fresh perspective on the idea that we can create, and it's not even just the idea, the reality that we can create a life without chronic pain. And therefore we can step into our authenticity and start creating a life that we really, really, really love. Rachel is such a goddess. We um, talked for like two hours. So an hour on her beautiful podcast, Return to Ease. So check that out first. Um, And then we um, came on over to Authentic Alchemy. And the whole time I was just like, this woman is a goddess. She's amazing. I adore her. You are going to adore her. And without further ado... Let's head in to today's episode. Hello, Rachel, and welcome to Authentic Alchemy. I'm so grateful that you are here. We have just recorded for your podcast, which was just the most beautiful conversation. So now I feel like we get to just dive into um, a beautiful second conversation, just kind of a beautiful flow on, and I get to learn a little bit more about you. But before we um, do that. Can you share with our listeners what does authenticity mean to you? Well, thank you for having me. Uh, I would say authenticity to me means living my best life for myself. Mm-hmm. And 
living in a way that feels at peace. That's what authenticity means to me. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. Um, if I'm not at peace, then it's not authentic. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. Oh, so yeah. beautiful. Um, now, for our listeners who haven't met you before, can you give us a little bit of a backstory as to who you are and how you got here today and a little bit of your journey? Sure. Let's see where I can start. Um, my name is Rachel. I am a massage therapist and I have been a massage therapist for, I don't know, since 2007. And <clears throat> I decided to learn a modality called myofascial release. I've studied with John F. Barnes. He is here in the United States and he has been, he's a physical therapist and a massage therapist, and he has been teaching myofascial release for like 50 years now. And, um, I thought I would learn a modality just to kind of have some, you know, um, knowledge in my toolbox to help my clients since I was a massage therapist. Um, but I was also struggling with chronic pain for myself and the people that I was working with. So when I found the myofascial release, it was, um, kind of like a, a open, an opening, like my mind was just like, Oh, this is, <laughs> this is the missing piece. This is what I need to do. So, um, yeah, I have a myofascial release practice. I work with people that have chronic pain and uh, specifically I work with a lot of people that have like chronic and mystery pain. So pain that has not been resolved with traditional therapies or um, by the time, usually by the time people have, been, they come to my office, they have been through the ringer and they have been through every modality, every therapy every doctor, they've tried it all and they're frustrated and they're tired and they're worn out <laughs> and they're just kind of uh, in shambles sometimes. So I, I get to see people at, at their worst a lot of times. So um, yeah, but each day is a great day for me to, to help people. And yeah. Beautiful. I'm so curious to know because I know so many people who experience chronic pain and it's just part of their life like it is yeah genuinely just like they've just accepted it they um it's almost feels like part of their identity and they don't have the answers and traditional medicines and western medicines haven't been able to um help them in terms of moving through it it's more of a how can we just help you kind of survive um until you know I don't even know when which as somebody while I haven't experienced like chronic pain I've definitely had like injuries and stuff like that that have lingered for much longer but as somebody who uh has experienced asthma throughout my life um, I can definitely resonate with that thing of like nothing is working and then you know you kind of do something and it it seems to like help for a while and then all of a sudden you're like you know using your inhaler again and you're like what the hell is going on so I can definitely resonate with that like frustration that people feel um, and I'd love to like know from that perspective because you do work with people who um you know, they've kind of tried all of the things. What are some of the kind of not so talked about causes of chronic pain or just even like what 
like what is chronic pain? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so I'll give you a little bit about my backstory about my chronic pain and hmm. maybe that kind of helps kind of segue into some of this. So, yeah. um, back when I was in massage therapy school, I was very young or like 18 or something. And, um, I was in a car accident and I remember, I can remember the car accident vividly because I didn't have my seatbelt on and I had a boyfriend at the time and uh, we were like arguing on the cell phone. This was like so long ago. Like I still had like a flip phone yeah. and um, my girlfriend was in my passenger seat and we were going somewhere. And for some reason, my boyfriend and I were arguing and we were at a red light and I was leaned up over the steering wheel and the light changed and we took off and I got rear-ended from someone behind me and my head hit the the windshield. And mm. it was a very minor accident. Like there was no really no damage to my car. We were both fine. My friend and I were fine. Um, but so we pulled over, you know, and I got out of the car and I just like lost my shit on this poor guy that hit me. And like he felt so so bad, but I was like, so angry that he just hit my car. And I was already like arguing with my boyfriend at the time. So like my, like anger just went out to this, this guy. And, um, yeah, so that happened, but I was fine. Like, no, I didn't go to the hospital or anything like that. But over time, my body started getting really tight and <clears throat> tightness led to eventually chronic pain. And then the, the chronic pain became like almost debilitating. It was very difficult to really do like a, a normal life without always thinking about it. It was always like in my, my brainwave at some point. Mm -hmm. um, I would wake up thinking, oh, God, I'm in pain. I have to go to work. I'm in pain. I'm going to be in pain after I do X, Y, and Z activity. Um, it was just kind of like encompassing like my daily life. And it was affecting my relationships with people um, because it's really all I knew how to talk about. It's like, it was so constant that it was like, how can no one notice that this is happening? Like I'm feeling it so vividly and everyone else is like living their life. Like they're fine. And I also had clients that were experiencing chronic pain. Um, and I like really could feel for them. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm dealing with this too. And I don't know, you know, I'm like, I'm giving you massages, but you're not feeling any better. And I'm getting massages and I'm not feeling any better. And, you know, you, you do all the therapies and you, you get all these treatments and like nothing really long-term makes you feel better. And so that becomes like just part of your identity. And like now you just function at this like baseline shitty level all day long. You're not sleeping and like you're just kind of angry and grumpy and not feeling well. Like you're not living your best life at that point. Mm -hmm. So when I found myofascial release, it was so weird for me at first. And, you know, the more I got involved in it, the more it like just really made sense. And then my, my body really, um, received it well. <laughs> I just, I felt like this feels different than anything else that I've ever had done. And I didn't really know why it felt different there. I couldn't explain it because it really didn't feel like anything, um, at, at the time. So I had to just kind of keep with it. Like I just had like this better knowing of like, this is going to help me somehow. <laughs> so, um, during my myofascial release journey, I, had a memory come back of a time when I was a kid. Um, it was maybe eight or nine, 10, something like that. 
And I was swinging on a tree swing with a friend and the rope broke while I was in the air and I came down on the ground and I hit my head really hard in my spine and uh, I had a like a major concussion, but I think my friend thought we were going to get in trouble. And so like, she tried to get me to stop like crying and like, no, it's okay. You're going to be fine. But like, I'm like in so much pain, but time went on, you know, I went home that night and I told my mom and, you know, like, Hey, I fell. And I don't think she realized that I was so injured. So we didn't do anything about it. Like I wasn't bleeding, nothing was broken. So it was just kind of like, you know, you go on with life. But, um, that memory came up during my myofascial release journey. And Mm -hmm. I realized that that moment was what actually created all of my chronic pain afterwards, but I didn't put it together because I always thought it was the car accident that I had. Um, because that's when I started really noticing chronic pain was after this car accident. But in reality, the chronic pain had already been there, um, but I just wasn't an adult to know how to like talk about it. I didn't know that it wasn't normal to have pain all the time until like I was now in a field of like dealing with chronic pain that it's like, oh, this is, this is what's going on. So, um, yeah, that's how, that's how my myofascial release journey wove in with my chronic pain. And, uh, once I kind of realized that 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 accident, excuse me, as a child was like kind of the catalyst for all my chronic pain. I was able to learn how to heal around that. Mm, Yes. And it's so, and like, this is like making me think of, um, uh, what is it? Louise Hayes, like you can heal your life. And that like idea that like the, whatever's going on physically in your body is, actually just a physical manifestation of something that's going on internally and if you haven't read that book I literally read it in like a weekend once yeah it's it's like super easy to read but it will just it puts it so simply there's um another book uh the body keeps score which yeah I have the audio book I've been trying to read it's very like heavy and heady but it's really 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 interesting Um, But just this concept of the body keeps score, we hold so much in our body. And um, I know that uh, most of my listeners who have been around for a little while know a lot about kind of my story and things like that. Um, But when you start to clear out those kind of, whether it's wounding or trauma and trauma doesn't need to be like a big, huge thing. It could like falling off that swing would have been traumatic. And, and that whole, you know, the thing that came like that that came through to me was like your friend going, no, 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 like be quiet. And it's, you know, the, okay, well, I'll just, I'll hold in the pain. And so nobody knows that we are doing something, you know, it's almost like I was wrong for hurting myself. And those kinds of things, um, have a a profound impact and we kind of go oh it wasn't that big of a deal so I'm not even sure like what my question is here but like what's the (laughs) (laughs) like what's the like kind of somebody who is like oh I like experience this you know chronic pain here I experience this um you know illness all the time or whatever it is where's like a beautiful kind of like starting point for somebody who's wanting to get 
curious and wanting to start uncovering those the what's actually going on yeah so that's a great question and i think there's a lot of different ways to start with that um for me body work has been really helpful because i for years even though i was a or I still am, but at the time I was doing like regular, just traditional massage therapy, I still was not connected to my body. Mm-hmm. Like there was still this huge disconnect of like what I, w- what was going on and what I was willing to feel and what I wasn't willing to feel and like what I wasn't ready to deal with. So I think the best way to stay, to be curious is to have, you know, that curiosity. Um, that's going to be like the biggest part is like, just kind of notice, pay attention to your body and, and see what's coming up for you. Because I think that we dismiss things a lot, um, when we're not, when we're just so practiced in like not feeling stuff. So we're just like, I don't know, I'm getting all these signals, but it's just like, whatever. (laughs) So I think, um, really like having an awareness is, huge because we can't make any choices to change if we don't have awareness in the first place. So just kind of like having an awareness of like, Hey, this has happened to me. Maybe it has something to do with what's going on now. It might not, but it very likely does. And, um, to just be open to the possibility of it, it might be connected. And I think that that's really interesting to for me to like understand like okay I don't know I'll just go with an open mind and maybe it's maybe it's related maybe it's not but I might find something else like it might discover something different um there are different modalities out there some some people like to do like um cranial sacral type of therapies or like EDMR um you know there's some kind of uh like breath work, somatic breath work is really powerful for um, kind of bringing things up in our body. Um, but I don't think we really ever can force it to come out. It just, it's, it's natural when it's supposed to, you learn yeah. when, when it's time to deal with things. And I'm sure you know that too. Like sometimes we are not in the right place to deal with <laughs> yeah. what's happening in our body. So, oh, yeah. And I think that it's so easy particularly at like when we like kind of start on this journey of of kind of uncovering and you know because most of us I would say we kind of go in blindly we're very very disconnected from our body we're very disconnected from the um I well we're not questioning things we're not kind of just like this is the way that it is and when you kind of open that gate it can be very easy to kind of go into wanting to connect everything to everything then that must be because of that your childhood memory and this and this and this and the thing is what I love about the body and I do so much embodiment work and that has been the most profound thing for me ever is that most of the time in fact I would say like 99% of what actually happens your mind can't comprehend it it will try to right. make sense of it. It will try and kind of go, okay, well, did this happen when I was a child and that's there, there and blah, blah, blah. But like most of it, most of what's going on is beyond the mind's comprehension because it doesn't right. make logical sense and that's okay. And that was like a really, really powerful mindset going into yeah. some of this work for myself is that like I might try and logical my logic my way through this and... I'm just going to like trust that 
I don't need to understand all of it. I can just accept that this is done. This is complete for now. It may be, may kind of, you know, more may uncover later on, but whatever was meant to clear right now has cleared and I don't need to worry about it anymore, which is super, super powerful because it's, you know, it is such a big kind of trap and it's again, this kind of, um, way to kind of stay in the story to go well now I get to like analyze it all and like figure it out and everything (laughs) like that it's like just 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 take a breath and it's okay it doesn't need to make sense like you know because I I know like my beautiful partner he's like I can't remember anything from like he can't remember anything from like his childhood at all like he has very 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 few memories um which you know he may kind of bring things up at a later point but when we kind of do work and stuff like that and um he's like oh I can't remember it's like that's okay like that's okay and we just trust that things are moving and and we don't need to um I really want to ask a question what is myofascial release therapy yes I mean I guess I should have started with that part I'm sorry (laughs) no that's okay well I think you've kind of like gotten the um the what is it it just kind of built it up and now we're all really excited to hear (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it is um, uh, hands-on therapy. And so it's a modality where the hands are on the body. So it's skin to skin. Um, There's no lotions involved, but uh, so we're working with the, the fascial system. So our body is muscles, bones, you know, and then there's like this packing stuff, you know, if you like, um, cut open an orange and you see the white rind, or if you look at a piece of chicken and there's a clear flesh on the skin, you know, that you can kind of pull that translucent part, that is your fascia. And so that fascia, um, is one continual sheath in our body that starts in our head and ends in our toes. And it, it, surrounds our bones and our muscles and our organs and it holds us in place and it acts as like um our uh, guide wires like if you're a, a tent it holds you up so it keeps you upright and if we didn't have our fascial system we'd be a big like pile of skin in in a bag yeah. <laughs> with all of our muscles so it gives us our shape and our position in space um And in the fascial system, the fascial system touches like all of our other body systems in some capacity. So it's, it's directly related to everything else in our body. So you can't have one without the other. And, um, it sends like messages through our body. It has like, a there's like a liquid that goes through. It's like, um, like a gel-like consistency sort of, and uh, we are receiving messages. And so everything that's coming through is going through our fascial system. And if we have had um, injuries or surgeries or traumas, uh, falls, things like that, the parts that are fluid, that should be like a gel-like consistency, tend to uh, condense and get tighter and more restricted. So then- you don't have the gliding uh, of the tissues over each other. It's more rigid. And mm-hmm. so you get like some sticking points. And that's usually where people start having like pain and restriction or lock, lack of mobility where they can't like move or they're not so flexible or they think, oh, I'm just old, so I can't really move very well. But chances are it's probably your fascia that's just really tight and chronically dehydrated from years of being in a contracted state. So with the work that I do, um, it's a gentle sustained pressure and the time 
with the specific amount of pressure and extended time um, causes the body to soften and release the tissue until it can elongate and expand and then eventually rehydrate and then it flows back to homeostasis. So that's like a jet as a very general <laughs> uh, I'm description. Like, I'm literally like my body's going, Oh, I need this. Like I, yeah, I exactly. I'm going, I'm, I, and I bet like some of the listeners are like, Oh, that's what, the, like yeah. I'm very, and I just kind of always have been. And I've, and I've always been very aware of the fact that I'm like, I swear that this must be something, but I don't know what else to do. And I just kind of, I have very, very tight hamstrings and like, yeah. and like my, my hips, like I'm like, like I've done yoga for, I don't know, like, what is it, 11 years, and I still 80% of the time cannot touch my toes. Like, Mm. but I am really flexible in other areas of my life, but I can't, like, this, like, I can't make a right angle, like, sitting, like, Mm. up, like, my my feet straight. I can't make, like, a full right angle with my hips with, like, straight legs. Like, there's something going on there. And I'm, like, when I heard that, my hamstrings were, like, come at me. Like, (laughs) let's do this. I just, I wish that I was, in Ohio. I'm like, oh, this sounds amazing. Um, yeah. 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 So like, you know, uh, I think the thing is with our body, um, oftentimes we have like an area that feels really tight or restricted or painful or something. And, you know, we, we go to therapies or whatever, and we're trying to work on the, the, the symptoms, you know, where you're feeling the tightness or the pain. Um, but the difference kind of with myofascial release is we look for the cause of the pain rather than just treating the symptoms. And that's what like traditional therapies do. And that's what like everything does is just treat your symptoms like as they happen. And, you know, you're just shoved with like pain medications or, um, just kind of bullshit, like, you know, labels. And it's like, okay, well, this is your label. Here's your medication, leave my office. So like I can get on to the next person, like, and you don't really ever get better that way. Um, and so this is like more authentic healing because the fascial system is like our container of our mind. So it's where everything is stored. Um, so when we can have like a mind body connection, that's where we really start healing those like, like traumas and the things it's not always even trauma. It can just, just be like a fall. It could just be something that's, you know, not that major. Um, but when we have that mind body connection with our fascial system, it really, that's where our authentic healing happens. And, um, a lot of times where we feel our symptoms is further away from where the cause is actually happening. So Mm. just a little food for thought for you. Yeah. (laughs) So if you got some tight hamstrings, you might want to look at the other side or higher or lower. So that's just Mm, interesting. You know, it's so the story, like a story is kind of coming through for me now. Like when I was like quite early on in my, um, kind of this would have been 29 2019 yeah 2019 and I went on a retreat and you know like we did kind of yoga every morning and it was a beautiful beautiful space like real like embodiment work and and everything like that and we did yoga in the morning and we were working with these like you know like the balls um you know the, like the yoga balls and you kind of like loosen up like your body and everything yeah and I was doing that underneath my feet yeah and all of a sudden like, and it just kind of like came, like, it was like painful because they're really, um, we, the lady who run, run the, run them would call them the, um, the cunty balls because they like hurt so bad. 
Oh. I like putting them just like because they hurt like so much, but they're really powerful and they kind of like release like the tension and everything. I was putting it underneath yeah. my my foot and I was rolling it around my foot and it was quite uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden, just this like I couldn't stop like scream sobbing. Like I was really like, had this very, very, very strong emotional reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And it was my left foot. And I have broken my left foot. Um, I had my left, I had a left, a kidney infection in my left kidney, uh, like earlier that year. Um, I had rolled that ankle so, so, so many times. Um, and what kind of came once I kind of like moved through the like emotional trigger that happened was it came up for me that throughout my whole childhood, I would get love and attention when I, whenever I was sick. And Mm. I would kind of, you know, I've told this story before, like my best friend who, you know, one of my best friends who I went to high school with, we didn't really kind of become good friends until after high school. And she always tells this story where she goes, Emily, in high school, I thought you were the most boring person ever because you were always sick and you were always injured. And now she's like, and now I know that you're actually like the funnest person on the planet, which I am. I'm really fun. Um, And, but it was this thing of like, I would get attention from the people around me and love and attention from being sick. And it was like this whole thing released in my entire body. And this wasn't like a trauma or anything like that. This was just an ingrained pattern that I had that was just stored in my body. Like even like, um, you know, early on in my relationship and, you know, I've moved through having like a very, very, very anxious attachment style um, Mm -hmm. moving through that very early on, maybe like five months on when you kind of got get into that, are we really serious or, you know, what's going on here? I, you know, created this random kidney infection and had to spend the night in hospital. And, you know, my, he was my, well, my boyfriend at the time kind of came and, and, you know, took care of me and everything like that. And it was like, from that moment, it just like dissipated entirely this thing of, I need to have something wrong with me for people to care And the reason I'm telling this story and why I think that this is coming through is for those people who are going, well, I don't really have any like trauma. Like I don't really have any kind of like, it doesn't even need to be like an event. It can just be like a pattern that's so deeply ingrained that is attached to an emotional response. Yeah. And um, when we start to do this work, and like I said, like your body keeps score, your body knows like more than, than your mind, because if, quite often our, our mind will block out some of those things that are uncomfortable, but they're still in your body. Just because you're not thinking about it every day doesn't mean that it's not in your body. And like you said, one thing that I'm like loving about this is that your fascia system is like over your entire body and it's communicating with each other. Yeah, And it, well, it's not even with each other. It's just communicating throughout your every part of your body, which is so... Yeah. So, so, so incredible. Um, I'd love to know, what is my question here? What are some of like the, you know, some one thing that you said, and, and this is, again, um, we mentioned this before, this like mindset that people tend to have around, well, this is just who I am. This is what I kind of just have to deal with. What's something like whether or not it's just kind of reoccurring kind of, mindsets or 
patterns that you see in your clients that are really, you know, that they're struggling to overcome around their chronic pain? Yeah. So I think a lot kind of like what you're touching on back, going back to what you were saying, like a lot of times we have these stories that I'm only going to get attention if I, you know, have an illness or people only listen to me when I have something wrong or, you know, I can, I can escape my duties because my back hurts. Like, oh, I have to go lay down. I can't, I can't finish the housework, you know, and, and that's not for everyone, but I think it becomes part of that, that identity, that identity, identity that we do have. And it's so easy to, to do that. I, I did that too. I was like, this is my chronic pain. I have chronic pain. So I am chronic pain and I'll just have this forever. And I think that a lot of people truly want to feel better. They do, but I think that they don't know how to even envision their life without pain. Mm. And so it's kind of a lot of like verbal kind of changing the cues of like what we say to ourselves is, is a big thing to, um, to get us out of those stuck patterns of like, I want to be able to walk down the street without pain. Well, yeah, so do I. So we have to have a goal of like, I want to be able to walk down the street and you got to leave out the pain part. Like that's part of your, your programming. So you have to change the word. It's like, I want to be able to walk 15 minutes comfortably. And sometimes it's, it's something very simple. And I know that sounds super mundane and kind of like, okay, but it's true because if you say, I want to be able to walk a half a mile with no pain, you know, it's kind of like a a big thing for someone. But if you say, I'm going to walk five minutes comfortably, you can do that. Yeah. So it's just like kind of shifting a little bit of changing those, those thoughts and, um, getting out of that identity of like what you, you have, because we're more than our, our pain and our trauma and our, the things that have happened to us. We're, we're way more than that. Those are just parts of our stories. So we can either stay stuck in the past and stay in that, that story that we're telling ourselves, um, or we can kind of have a different story, rewrite it a different way. Yeah. There's something that like, I'm, oh, have my thoughts moved faster than my words? Hang on. Um, I do that all the time. I do that too. I was like, I do like really, it's so hard because you're like, oh, I really want to touch on that. And then you're like focusing on like trying to be like so present with what you're saying. Um, That first thing is, you know, well, manifestation, if you're kind of going, well, I like, I don't want to experience pain. I don't want to experience, you're so focused on the pain and that's where your attention is going. Um. Oh, there was another, like, there was a question that I had and it's, mm, uh, <laughs> like, this is just me. This is how my brain works. It goes in a million okay. directions at once. But it's, um, it's really, really, really powerful. Oh, that's what I was going to say. And this has been really profound for me. And it's a, it's a journal prompt that I, I work with a lot. It's a question that I pose to my clients um, a lot. And that is, how has this, you know, in this case, chronic pain been serving you? How does it serve you? Because there is a belief and you'll be like, well, no, it's like, fuck you, Emily. Like this isn't serving. I'm in so much pain. And it's like, and it is giving you something. It is serving you in some way. 
otherwise, and, and it may just be that it keeps you safe, um, which is, you know, your brains like hardwired to keep you safe. Um, yeah. And there's so many different, different ways. Like for, for me, like, you know, hurting myself or being sick and things like that. It, you know, I like my, my mom who worked like so many hours and, you know, was, um, like I grew up with divorced parents and she would be working at home and, and it was always like, a, you know, mummy's in her office, like I can't talk right now. And, you know, dad dad was, you know, lived in a different house. So if I like hurt my ankle and ended up getting an x-ray at the hospital, they would both run to my side. So yeah. it served me, even though I was like, I don't want a sore ankle. Like I want to be able to go and play volleyball. Like that's where I really want to be. But yeah. I'm getting something on a deeper level. So that's a really, really powerful question even with like a belief that you have, how is this serving you? And when you kind of go there and you see it and you go, oh, yeah. But is it actually in alignment with where I want to go? Yeah. 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 Um, I, oh, no, you go. No, you go. I, w- I wanted to touch on kind of what you were saying about, you know, um, the chronic pain in your family coming and running at that point. I was the same way, but with screaming. <laughs> We didn't get hurt in our family unless we were screaming. So this isn't really like chronic pain related, but it's the same kind of thing of like, we have a story about how we receive a like love or attention or affection or whatever it is that we're trying to achieve. And it's not our fault. We don't realize we're doing it. Um, it's just something that's been practiced for so long. So like, that was me, like I would have to be screaming and crying before someone actually listened to me. And that's how I moved through relationships for years. If I wasn't being seen or heard, I had to get to that point, which I never wanted to, where I was so pissed off and like angry and just fuming and steams coming out of my ears. And then someone listened to me and it's like, now well, it's not quite so bad. I don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can have a calm conversation because, you know, it's, it's, that's how I was like receiving love at the time or how I perceived that that's how I was receiving. So yeah, it, it doesn't serve us to continue those patterns. No, I'm so curious because like, I, I think I said this before, like I've got somebody very close to me who is experienced. <laughs> He's been labeled and diagnosed with everything under the sun, but then there's all this like mysterious chronic pain to the point where they can't walk, they can't get up and go to work most days. Um, very, very much in this like victim like mentality, very much in this like poor me, the world's had to get like almost like looking for things to be wrong. Um yeah in order to, you know, I don't know because I'm not in, you know, them and I'm not going to like presume that I know what's going on for them. That's their journey. But from like some, for like the people who maybe have somebody in their life and they can see that they're experiencing chronic pain and are in a little bit of that victimhood mode and maybe aren't ready to kind of hear that yet that they can, that there are other ways outside of your traditional therapies and, and everything what kind of advice would you give to that person as somebody who has, you know, was there experiencing chronic pain, didn't really see that there was um, a way to kind of uh, dissolve it com- completely. How, how would you want the people in your life to show up? Because I, I know from, from me, like 
when you're like in it and somebody's there telling you that there's this thing that can like get rid of it forever and you're not really ready to hear that, you're like, screw you. Like, you don't know me. Like, so I'm so curious, how can you show up to support somebody who is experiencing chronic pain? And this That's is a, a bit of, this is a bit of a, a, an out there question I'm kind of throwing, but it just kind of came to me because it's, um, it's so hard to show up sometimes for the people in our lives who are experiencing, um, you know, really, really difficult things. I do understand that because like, even though I dealt with my own stuff, I was never like some people are, I'm still blessed and grateful. Like some people have it way worse than I do. So I do recognize that. Um, but I do think that for me, for me personally, so maybe for this person that you're close with, uh, just believing them is the first step. So that is what we want because it's invisible. So it, whether it's real or it's our brain making this pain stuff up or whatever the story is, they believe it's real. Mm-hmm. So that's what you have to go on because pain, we're going to be honest, pain isn't real. It's our body communicating something with us and it's just how we're interpreting it. But I do, I believe every one of my clients that say they have pain, I don't think, oh, they're just making this up. They have it. They believe they have this pain or whatever this is. And so when you can't see it, it's hard to understand and to sympathize because you're like, well, you look fine. I don't know why you can't just go for a walk. Why don't you want to get better? You know, they, I'm sure they do to some capacity, but, um, so if I think first step is to believe them, you know, just accept them for what they believe. And then they also have to believe that they can feel better. And that part is hard for a lot of people because we don't, Sometimes we don't know what options are out there. So like that, you know, that's part of it is just not having education. But then also there. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. That's okay. (laughs) Um, Wow. Just kind of kind of just left my brain right there. So some some people, um, they they don't know what options are out there. They don't know what options. Yep. And then they're not maybe being believed, but then like maybe supporting them in like, what can we search together? Can we find something that might help you? Have you actually explored all of your options that are possible? And do you believe you can get better? That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, I think that that's like a big thing when you have tried all of these things and you've had all these medications and all of these therapies and nothing's getting better you do lose hope that you can get better. And I think that um, that's the biggest part. But I've seen people and I've heard stories and I've interviewed people on my podcast that have overcome really chronic stuff, like, mm-hmm. you know, like stage four cancers that have oh, wow. no longer have cancers because they have found things that have helped them. And the, our mind is such a powerful healer. So just having that like, thought like I can get better you will find the answers like Mm. you just have to have a belief that you that it is possible and then like just hold yourself in that space of like believing that which is hard (laughs) you know it takes practice so um 
Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. And like something that's like coming up for me and in this like place of when you're, when you're like seeing somebody that you love dearly and they're so in it and you're from that, like that kind of mindset of going like, I could just help you if I could just take you to go and see this person. Or if you could just see that this is something outside of like the physical thing and you just want to save them. And something that has been like, and I feel like this is a huge thing for anybody who goes on like a spiritual journey and, and, you know, um, you know, quote unquote, like wakes up and everything like that is then going, I just want to bring everybody with me. And it's that like acceptance that everybody's journey is their own journey. And, you know, for this, this, you know, beautiful person in my life I know that the if I were to go in there and go like let me just like take you like I'll even pay for it like let's go and like do these things she hasn't made that choice yet for herself that she is ready to change and I can't nobody else can can make that that choice for you nobody is you can't save somebody I can't and the thing is is if I go and do that it creates more resistance for her and if she needs to like go and hit her rock bottom I've got to let her do that and be there and just let her know that I'm there but if I'm constantly trying to save her she's she's there's going to be more and more resistance there and therefore when she's actually ready the relationship isn't going to to be the strongest that it is for her to actually reach out and that is one of the hardest things that I've had to move through and I I you know talk to so many people who were like I I just want to help them but if they're not asking for help you can't do anything for them and it's like the and I can't remember if we talked about this um here or when we recorded for your podcast but this like idea of like just waiting around for somebody to save you Mm -hmm. and yeah like you know let's flip it we're waiting Mm -hmm. around for somebody to save you nobody's coming to save you you actually need to go and save yourself and the thing is, is if somebody saves you, you're just going to fall back into that same pattern because nothing has actually changed. You need to make the decision to change. Yeah. And that right there is like that first step in anything. And for, um, some people, for some of us, we really, we need to hit a rock bottom and like to have this like profound moment where everything is really, really, really shit. And that was something yeah. one of my, um, coaches and my, my mentors um told me was just like a she like really really flipped it and you know I was like talking about somebody that I really just like wanted to like help them and she was like how dare you how dare you rob them of their rock bottom how dare you rob them of that moment that they're gonna have where they go I'm ready to do this that profound like jumping off point where they go I can't live this way anymore I I'm going to do anything that I can to change it you scoop yeah. somebody up before they're ready to make that choice. Yep. You're, 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 and you know, everything's works out perfectly, but you know, right. you're, you're ro- like, think of it this way. You're robbing them of that moment of I'm going to take responsibility for my life and how I feel yeah. and how I'm showing up every day. Um, so it's really, really like, it's a hard thing. And like you said, you can't see it. Chronic pain is so, 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 so hard. And like, um, but I don't think I've talked about that, but like I had a car accident a few years ago and luckily yeah. like it was, you know, about six months later was when I started really kind of doing a lot of work um, yeah. 
to with my anxiety and healing like my sexual trauma so a lot of that kind of healing just kind of all intertwined into that absolutely but I remember just that debilitating pain like all I could do was float on a pool noodle at the local pool or I could just stand in the water and it was the only thing I could do for weeks and weeks and end and I like I can't comprehend feeling that way for years and years and years and years yeah um and all I all I can like say is just just come at it with love, like with just yeah. pure love. Yeah. So a couple of things that I wanted to touch on that you made me think of is um I think that a lot of times we like when you have a car accident like that, um, so we have like our fight or flight response, which most people are familiar with, and our freeze response, where like we're just literally like stuck. And a lot of people are just stuck in their body in that freeze response. There's still that deer in headlights after they've had whatever trauma. And when I use trauma as just like a loose term um, for kind of everything, but pain, trauma, you know, injuries, whatever has happened to you that's caused you to get where you're at. Like you have this frozen moment in your body and that energy has not been disperse so it's still there and until you can have that energy leave your body you're still cycling through it all day all night every moment is still happening so that car accident is still going through your body until you learn to get rid of that energy somehow however you know however you choose to do that um and then uh, also on the other flip side of that like to this person that you're close with and to anyone even your listeners I think a lot of times we don't do something because we haven't been given permission to like take our power back. Ooh. Like, so we stay stuck um, because we are, we were maybe quieted at some point in our lifetime. So we haven't been able to stand up for ourselves and say, you know what? Fuck this. I'm ready to like charge through the door and do something different. So like you said, like hitting that rock bottom is very important for people to really like take their like own their shit and like mm. that's how you make the changes is just like really owning it and mm. taking your power back and that's that's where the, like the change comes from like i think so yeah. it would make sense for me to when you said you did all of your therapies through you know and car accident at the same time that stuff like tends to trigger a lot of other stuff too yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh yeah. yeah and it's and so I like I truly believe that sometimes these things happen in our life to kind of jolt us awake um yeah. and it's like a like wake up and pay attention like whenever mm-hmm. I'm kind of you know when you have those days and you kind of like stub your toe and then you knock something over and you're like run into something and you're like, what is going on and I always now I kind of look at it as like I'm not paying attention what am I yes. supposed to be seeing right now? That's yes. beside the point. Uh, but it, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's really, really, um, no, I've lost my train of thought again. I'm going a little um, rabbit holes. Let's shift gears because like, <laughs> we could we could talk about this. I know. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd love, I'd love to like ask like a few other like little questions to all of my um, listeners. So um, I'd love to hear about um, a beautiful manifestation that has unfolded in your life and how it, it unfolded for you. And it can be something like really like something that seems like really simple and small or it could be like something big and profound. Yeah. So 
I, I mean, I'm going to go back to the chronic pain thing. I think I manifested finding myofascial release and really finding this in my life because this is what's changed my life and it has helped me change other people's lives. So I manifested finding a modality or finding that thing that was going to help me take my power back and to work through my shit. And so for the last few years now, from probably since 2018, I've been working through a lot of things and probably 2019 and then the years keep going on now, but I've been peeling back all these layers of things that have happened over my lifetime that I've, that have been in my body, you know, whether it's mental or or physical or emotional or spiritual or whatever. So I've manifested a way to heal the things that I never got to in the past. So that's kind of like really lofty, but <laughs> no. And you know what? And like, I'm, I'm very, very like visual, you know what? Like I'm also seeing, and I talk about this with my audience all the time that the, the universe has just, it's just this like incredible, like orchestra that just is just like conducting everything so perfectly. And that manifestation for you is also the, there are people who have come into your world and who are yet to come into to your world who are manifesting their relief and their, you know, um, healing from their chronic pain that are manifesting you in uh, into their life to be able yeah. to support them through that, which if you want to think about it from this like timeline perspective, required you to manifest that for yourself and for that to work for you because you're the perfect person for them and it just like reminds you of this these incredible um perfection of life and the way that it flows and that reminder that everything happens in perfect timing that Mm -hmm. that perfect person is going to come along at the exact right time for you and there's sometimes things that we can't see right now that need to happen before that person comes into your life and I just see all of the beautiful people that come into your life and that are still yet to come into to your world and receive your your medicine whose life is going to transform forever and and that's then going to impact and ripple out to everybody around them and that's that was like the visual that I got as you were telling that story it's just so perfect beautiful I see it as like a fractal I don't know if you're like familiar with fractals but like oh so like everything in in the universe is a fractal so it's like one pattern on top of each other that's just like bigger 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 um so like Oh gosh. Um, I'm going to look this up later. Yeah. You'll know, you'll know what it is if you like look it up, but like every, like our uh, plants, they grow kind of in a spiral or um, there's like a bigger version of the smaller version. I'm not explaining it very well for some reason. It's not coming to my brain very well, but I feel like that's kind of how this goes. Like that's Mm. how our like how we are is this like a big fractal (laughs) so anyway (laughs) so 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 perfect um and my last question is so I believe that by declaring our desires out loud we anchor them in and I am just like on a mission to get rid of this like make a wish but don't tell anyone or it won't come true I think like (laughs) particularly as women it's so powerful to go this is what I desire in life this is what I'm calling in and I'm and I'm attracting this and and this is where I'm at. This is my wish. This is my dream. 
So I would love to know what is something you're currently manifesting that's something that's currently, you know, a desire of yours that you're calling in. Can I have two? Of course. You have as many as you like. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have lots, but coming to mind. So um, I, I just signed a lease with my partner to move into a home together and we'll be moving August 1st. So I'm manifesting that into our new life together. So that's really exciting for me. Um, And I'm just like manifesting all the fun that we're going to have. And like, you know, it's just fun to like look out and see Mm -hmm. the the things. Um, And the other, the other thing that I'm manifesting is more of embodying my next version of myself. Mm -hmm. So uh, leveling up to open myself for more expansion, more teaching, more offerings. So can yeah. can I get curious and and um and ask what what uh, what she looks like and feels like and um that next level <laughs> version of yourself? She's much more open and free. I think there is uh more freedom, more expansion, more light. So she's a goddess, of course. Of course. <laughs> so perfect. And and, and the way I'm like starting to feel that is I this is gonna sound crazy, but I bought these crop tops on Amazon and I that is like out of my comfort zone of wearing a crop top. So mm-hmm. I thought I need to be able to feel more comfortable in my skin. So yeah. buying a crop top is kind of like just a symbolic thing for me right now. <laughs> Oh yeah. And those like things like we're um like physical beings in this like human world, those yeah. like um, you know, physical things like a crop top, those symbolic things, they they hold power because you know, wearing a crop top can feel really like oh, th- this is not my comfort level. And this is um something we talked about. You guys, you guys are going to listen to the episode that I have done with uh, Rachel <laughs> on her podcast. Um, but, you know, the getting comfortable doing uncomfortable things. It's like a, this doesn't feel super comfortable, but there's like a part of you that goes, this feels like, like a- aligned with my most authentic self with that next level version of myself. And I'm going to do that because that, that feels fun to me and yeah. you get and the more and more you do that the more you're like oh this, this wasn't a big deal like I can do this this is really really cool oh my yeah. gosh Rachel this has been the most beautiful conversation we've been like Thank chatting you. for like two hours now <laughs> I know your day is gonna be great now you're just gonna have this wonderful day since it's so early for you I know I, I quite often do podcast episodes with um like people over in the U.S. And so I do the podcast episode in the morning and all day I'm just like, this has been the best day ever. And it's only like eight o'clock. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I would love, how can my audience connect with you? How can they give back to you, work with you? Um, all of that jazz. I know that you have a beautiful Instagram and a podcast <laughs> of your own. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, I am on Instagram and Facebook. My business name is Northeast Ohio Myofascial Release. I know that's a mouthful. Um, my website is neomyofascialrelease.com. And I have a podcast called Return to Ease where we talk about 
chronic pain and we talk about the things that are not chronic pain. So I love talking about the other things that can help us move through chronic pain. So yeah, check out my podcast. Um, yeah. And my, my Instagram is a great place to, to follow along. I have some tips on there for things that I enjoy posting about. And I wanted to share this with you and your audience as well. Um, I did a little research before we started chatting because I was curious. Um, and there are some myofascial release therapists in Ooh. Australia. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. So we have a national directory. Actually, it's, I guess, a worldwide directory too. It's um, mfrtherapist.com. And so you can just go in there and you can put your country and your city, state, wherever province you are, or zip code, however that works, you know, in, in your country yeah. and locate a therapist that does the John F. Barnes myofascial release, which is Ooh. the type of work that I do. And they're, they'll pull up like wherever you go. So if you're traveling, um, yeah, that's a good resource. And there are several in like the Melbourne. Are you in, are you near Melbourne? Is that I close? am in, Mel yeah. I am in yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and on the Gold Coast. So yeah, there's, oh. there's, there's some people all over. So amazing oh well in case you're wondering what I'm going to be doing after I hang up that is what I will be doing (laughs) make an appointment your body will love it and you're so lucky that there's therapists in your country too so that's like that's wonderful yeah I know I feel like sometimes we're like really really far away but we 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 like we have things (laughs) yeah yeah it's just like it's like such a lot of it's like a lot of traveling for the therapist to come to the states to get their training so it's like mm. awesome when people have committed to doing that so like if you're ever traveling somewhere you know like try to find a therapist I try to go try to take vacations and get work done everywhere I go <laughs> yes oh my gosh yeah. so good thank yeah. you so much Rachel this has been magical um yes. I, feel, I feel like this is like the beginning of like a beautiful little, little online friendship um <laughs> yes <laughs> beautiful thank you so much Rachel um and we'll chat soon okay thanks if you've listened this far well done you're truly devoted to creating a life of your deepest desires. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend or better yet, rate and review the show. It truly does help get this message into the hearts of more people who need it. Plus, it's like giving me a big virtual hug. Don't forget to DM me over on Instagram at I am Emily Burke and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. I love connecting with you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And until next time, keep making moves to create your most authentically you dream life.